from the North Devon coast to the Atlantic shores, from the tropical rainforests to the sunny Azores, from Icelandic wastelands to Australian deserts. This is Cauldron FM, where the magic really happens. Enter Merlin, but beware, do not interrupt his magic. Welcome to this, the new show from Cauldron FM with me, the Merlin. And this is a show taken from a writing by Christina Orbin, Lunasa, which was first posted on the August the 1st, 2001. At Lunasa, the wheel of the year begins to shift from growing time to harvest time. The subtle changes of the waning sun that occurred at summer solstice become more evident as the balance of day and night seem to shift more dramatically. The slight seasonal changes in weather and the declining arc of the sun, the southern movement of it, rising and setting, are other indicators of this shift. After Lammas, corn ripens as much by night as by day. Although temperatures can still be high, the mood and sensation of the year most decidedly changes. We enter the harvest time. It is the point in time when the first grains are collected and ritualistically sacrificed to ensure the continuance of the cycle of life, both physically and spiritually. In times past, fertility magic at Lunasa guaranteed the continued ripening of crops and bountiful harvest seasons. Festivities typically end centred on the assurance of a plentiful harvest season and the celebration of the beginning of the harvest cycle. A bountiful harvest ensured the safe passage of the tribe through the upcoming winter months. The gathering of bilberries is an ancient ritual symbolising the success of the Lunasa rituals. If the bilberries were bountiful, the crops would be also. Lunasa celebrations is associated with John Barleycorn, an anthropomorphised... <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry about that. An anthropomorphised image of the barley grain that goes into making malt beverages that heeds us to the larger life mysteries that play out each year on the stage of the agricultural cycle from which we spin our wheel of the year. Although the life mysteries are deep and contemplative, John Barleycorn also reminds us that levity, joy and festivity are as much a part of the wheel and our lives as death and rebirth. It is what makes life worth living and allows us to touch the joy that is creation. Lunasa is a time of personal reflection and harvest, of our actions and deeds, events, events and experiences, our gains and losses, a time when we begin the reflection of that which is our life, a period for personal fertility magic to ensure the bountiful harvest of life's gifts and experiences, that which we have reaped through trial and tribulation, enjoyment, joy, love and loss. As my elder once said to me, 
we cannot know what we have not experienced. Such is the truth of life. We become not by chance but by experience. Each experience opens a window into ourselves, into who we were, who we are, and whom we are choosing to become. The festival of Lunasa is named in honour of Lou, by his Irish name. He is also known as, and associated with, Lug, which is continental, Clu, Lugos, which is Gallic. He is also associated with the Roman god Mercury. There are many names through many cultures. Lou is the god of light, god of all skills, the bright or shining one. He is associated with both the sun and agricultural fertility. Lou led the Tuatha Danann to victory in the second battle of Mor Tuath. His name was left throughout the Celtic lands on various places. Lou Dunham, present-day Lyon, France. Lou Valium, Roman Britain, indicating the impact Lou has had on all the Celtic peoples. Stories of his conception, birth, maiming, exploits, victories and descendants fill pages of Celtic myth. Lou is indeed a tremendous personality with considerable influence in Celtic lore. Through lore and myth we can journey aside Lou, delving deeper to his life and journeys of and our own. The origins of the games at Lunasa, often referred to as the Assembly of Lou, the Games of Lug, Games of Sovereignty are, however, more closely associated with Lou's foster mother nurse, Tailtiu. Tailtiu is said to be the daughter of the King of Spain, wife of Eacade of the two... Good garden stuff! <laughs> this is pronunciation to gone to a blooming flipping rocket, this is. Tailtiu is said to be the daughter of King of Spain, wife of Eocade of the Tuatha de Danann, and is recognised as a Celtic earth goddess. She cleared the field at Coil Chuam in Ireland for agricultural use and died from the intensity of this labour. The area carries her name in memory, Telltown Kells, County Meath. The games of Lunasa were originally played in honour of Tailtiu. These games were begun by Lu and played by the kings who followed as funerary tribute to his foster mother. Lunasa is more popularly referred to as Lammas in many areas of the British Isles. Lammas comes from the Middle English Lamas. This illustrates the incorporation of Lunasa by the church into its seasonal character, as many other old Celtic and agricultural holidays were. The harvest of the early grain was baked into loaves and offered at Mass. It also became a feast that the church celebrated in commemoration of St. Peter's deliverance from prison. At Lunasa, many grains, seeds, herbs and fruits can be harvested and dried for later use through the remaining year. Corn is one of the vital crops harvested at this time. Corn dollies are fashioned in the shape of god and goddess. In some areas, the sacrifice of the corn king, corn dolly, is performed. Death and rebirth are a vital part of the cycle of Lu journeys in his mating with the earth goddess during the waning year. The goddess oversees the festival in her triple guise as Masha. She presides in her warrior aspect, the crow that sits on the battlefields awaiting the dead. She is the crone, maiden and mother, Anu, Banva and Masha. She conveys the dead into the realm of the deceased. For Lunasa is a festival of not only life and bounty, but of harvest and death, the complete cycle of life. 
In myth, Masha is forced, while heavy with child, to race against the king of Ulster's horses. She wins the race and gives birth to twins, and cursed the men of Ulster with the pains of labour when they most need their strength. She becomes the queen of Ulster through battle for seven years. Her fortress in Ulster is known as the Emain Masha, and its otherworldly form known as Emania, the moon goddess's realm of death. Without success and a thriving personal harvest, we will not have the fundamentals we need to continue our work on all levels. Our path is one of service, as a religious rite, religious rite, should I say, as an active devotion to the goddess and god, from which we receive as well as give. Our actions and deeds are the magic by which we cast the circle of our lives. We give and we receive, which allows us to give again. This is the cycle of the sacred life, which we celebrate and honour at Lunasa. We dance and contemplate, reap and distribute, rejoice and reflect upon this the first harvest in the wheel of the year. We as members of the universe and children of the mother trust in sharing in the benevolence of her love, for ours is the mother who nurtures and loves her children, sharing her bounty and joy. Prosperity is not amassing and hoarding a great profusion of assets. Prosperity is having more than what is essential and never having less than we need. We, through the celebration of the wheel, understand the abundance and magnanimity of the universe and celebrate, recognise and honour this. Blessed Lunasa. Cauldron FM, the sound of magic. Sometimes we need an extra pair of hands when looking after an elderly relative, or we need a little help as we approach our twilight years. We specialise in providing a personal care service. Our experienced care team can provide assistance with bathing, shopping, meal preparation at reasonable and competitive rates. Please contact Alison on 01271 864 886. Candor Care, providing care in the community. Warm, comforting, and crafted with love. Old world style and grace handmade to your specifications. Each item is truly unique and all handmade. If you are looking for something bold and showy, or something just like Grandma used to make, search Cozy Crochet and Crafts on Facebook. The Mrs Mop's range of chutneys and preserves includes traditional family recipes and our own creations using surprising new flavours in amazing combinations. All our chutneys are free from artificial preservatives and by always using the best locally sourced ingredients we are helping to maintain our local economy. Our range is continually growing and you can try them for yourself by booking one of our Come Taste With Me parties. You supply the wine and we'll even bring the crackers. To book a party, call us on 07581 735 769 or email admin at mrsmopschutneys.co.uk Oh, by the way, Mrs Mops Chutneys can now be bought from Nana Sue's on Ilfracombe High Street. Wish Upon a Star Weddings is a place where dreams come true. Our aim is to make your wedding day one of the most magical and memorable days of your life. We will assist in making your dreams into reality and make your special day as unique as you are. 
We create packages that are specifically designed for you and taking into account your budget, your day can be as modest or as lavish as you wish. You are in control. Choose venues from country mansions through to contemporary hotels with stunning views. Whatever you have in mind, we will be able to work with you to create something extra special. You can speak to Kim on 01271 862 944 or 07811 322 962 or you can email her at info at wishuponastar after an hour working out in the gym, I really enjoy nothing more than relaxing with a healing massage therapy. Karen Fergaline of Little Birds is a fully qualified, fully insured massage therapist. But you don't have to go to the gym to enjoy one of the Little Birds treatments. You can enjoy an individual massage, reflexology or aromatherapy sessions. Or maybe you can host one of their pamper parties for you and a group of friends. Or you can organise yourself a group therapy session. To contact Karen, give her a call on 07 969 564528. Email her at littlebirdsmassage at or visit her website at littlebirds-holistics.co.uk. Making magical, mystical memories. Merlin. Hi and welcome back to this broadcast for Lunasa. Now let's look at the meditation. These meditations on the solar festivals are intended to be performed on or near the appropriate date. Like most of the solar festivals of the year, Lunasa has its equivalent in the Christian calendar, which is Lammas. Lammas has nothing to do with lambs. The name is actually derived from loaf mass, the feast to celebrate the first bread baked with the newly harvest grain of the year. It is therefore a harvest festival, but, unlike the more familiar autumn harvest festival with its celebration of all that is safely gathered in, Lammas Tide represents the full ripening of the crop, so that it is ready for harvest, the cutting of the first ears and the baking of the first bread. It is the festival of the corn god Lu, who represents the growing crop. He must die each year in order for the seed to ripen and so yield the harvest. This tradition of the death of the corn god is perpetuated in the well-known folk song John Barleycorn. And the words say, There were three men came out of the west, their fortunes for to try. And these three men made a solemn vow, John Barleycorn must die. On another occasion it would be rewarding to consider the Kabbalistic significance of why there were three men, or why they should be coming from the west. But for now, consider the other aspect of the song. It is really quite graphically bloodthirsty. John Barleycorn is cut off at the knee with scythes, then thrashed about the head with sticks, and his remains are ploughed into the ground. In the penultimate verse, we are left in no doubt. These three men made a solemn vow. John Barleycorn was dead. In times past, it was a tradition to make a loaf in the shape of a man which was then dismembered and eaten as part of the loaf mass celebrations. This indeed may be the origin of our tea-time delicacy, the gingerbread man. It is tempting to see echoes of human sacrifice, but that is not really what this time is all about. The god does not really die. He continues in the form of next year's growth. He continues in the form of the food and drink he provides for the people's sustenance against the coming winter. So who, or what is it, that is being killed? 
What is being killed is the child to make room for the man. The period of growth is ended and it is time for the completion of a purpose. This must happen in all our lives. At one level we must always remain children, for we never stop learning, we never stop growing. But at another level we reach a plateau in our development, we step over into a new phase of existence. In our late teens or early twenties we reach a stage of development of our physical bodies that we call adult. With our new status we acquire certain responsibilities. There are certain aspects, freedoms and liberties of our childhood that we must lay aside forever so that we may properly fulfill our new role. So in later life we reach a state of mental and spiritual growth where we may stop growing for a while and start to make more use of our more developed facilities, or faculties in fact, for the benefit of others. This is not merely a right, but it is a duty, a responsibility. What is all your knowledge and spiritual insight for, if it is not to be used? Thus, for example, we one of us teach, another may heal, someone else may be a writer or an artist, and so on. Some of you may still be looking for your path, not yet quite certain of the way to go on your spiritual journey. This particular time of year, Lammastide, is a good time to be looking for those answers. If you already have the answers, then it is time to put them, put them fully into action. Because Lammas is the time for maturity, of completion of growth, of the final steps towards attainment of purpose, it is an ideal time for completion of projects. Also, like the other major festivals of the old pagan character, it is considered to be a time when the veil between our world and the other worlds, the worlds of spirit, is particularly thin. It especially benefits those projects that are spiritual in nature. This particular meditation takes the form of a visualization exercise. You may have done visualization exercises before, with the object of bringing about a certain state of events, perhaps to help someone in difficulties or maybe to sort something out in your own lives. This kind of visualization is usually concerned with the early stages of a project, with getting something off the ground to a point where you can consciously take over and continue the good work by your own efforts, without the help of outside forces. Then, eventually, your project reaches a state of maturity and you can, indeed must, take on full responsibility for it, just as you would take on a responsibility for your life when you reach adulthood. But sometimes bringing a project to its intended conclusion can be as difficult as initiating it in the first place. It is not unreasonable for us to request help from higher forces. If the project is worthy, help will be granted, but you have to ask. So do you have a project that is about to come to fruition, which may need just a little push to get it there? Or if you are still seeking a direction, is it time that the direction became clear to you? These things are what we will seek to put in hand today by means of our visualisation. Prepare yourself for meditation in the usual way. Sit comfortably and relaxed. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath and then a few more to cleanse your body and mind of everyday cares and concerns. Visualize yourself in the country on a warm summer afternoon, surveying a field of ripe golden wheat. Think about how it will shortly be harvested 
and baked into delicious fresh bread. Enjoy the beauty of the moment. Now turn your thoughts to your project or your question. Form it clearly in your mind with every detail of where you stand at the moment and of how you came to be where you are. Make sure you have every detail of your situation clear in your mind. Now visualize a successful outcome. What is necessary to complete your project? or to give a satisfactory answer to your question. Let this too form clearly in your mind. Now quickly dismiss the pictures you have formed in your mind into the ether and return to your normal consciousness. Your petition will be dealt with. Do not think any further about your project or your question for a little while, maybe even a few days, and then the answer or the resolution will come to you. It is now an appropriate time to take a little refreshment, something to eat and drink. Take a biscuit or a cookie or a piece of bread and break it. As you do so, Think of those people in the past who would celebrate with the eating of new bread, the coming of the first harvest. Feel close to them, and feel close to the time of year, the time of coming to fruition. Then, eat in silence, and sip a drink. Take a few hours or a few days to absorb the significance of this meditation. If you wish, you may repeat the meditation several times during the period around the festival. So that really is bringing us to the end of this particular broadcast. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've put it into practice. And uh, look forward to joining you joining me again for a future one in the not-too-distant future. Now, if you want to get in touch with us, you can drop us a line at cauldronfm at gmail.com. You can look at our website, which is www.youtube.com forward slash cauldron fm or you can go straight to the podcast site which is http colon slash slash cauldron fm dot podbean dot com and all that remains now is to wish you love light I hope that they will remain in the goddess's care and blessed be I'm Emma and I like nothing more than sitting down and listening to Cauldron FM. Cauldron FM is a Moonshadow Media production.